Don't tell them. I don't know if you know, but you are loved. That song right there, How He Loves Us, it was September of 2011, not even five years ago, and I remember repeating this song and singing it, the words on the screen, and that's where I met Jesus, singing a song like this. Just knowing that God loved me, it meant the world to me. I used to not believe in God, but Jesus came and he showed me that he loved me. It wasn't about how much of a better person I could be, but... God showed me that he loved me. And this song was so life-changing to me. And I hope that tonight it was to you guys too. Come on, let's pray. God, we thank you for who you are in this place. God, you love us. And you could transform me who was an atheist. And you transformed my heart to love you, God. You exchanged my heart of stone. And you gave me a heart of flesh to love you, Jesus. We thank you for who you are. And the love you poured out on us, God, even tonight, God. We give you glory and praise as we lift our hands to you, God. That you would have tonight, God. You would speak to our hearts. That you would anoint everything about tonight, God. Let you be glorified. And in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Come on. Give your neighbor a high five and find your way back to your seat. We love you guys. We're going to have some announcements. Boo-boo. Amen, amen. That was powerful. Let's switch gears, though. Elevate. Elevate. Come on, I need some energy, y'all. Elevate. Come on, elevate. 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 Okay, I like it. I like it. This is Elevate. Make some noise. We're here every Friday, 7 p.m. Amen. Every Friday, 7 p.m., we're here, so don't think we're not because the doors are always open. And if you got friends, bring them. If you're a visitor, raise your hand. If you, is this your first time here? Raise your hand right now. We got a whole row back there. Come on. Make some noise. Make some noise. Amen. Amen. Here at Elevate, we love God and we love people. That's our vision. We love God by worshiping him with passion and obeying his commands. And we love people by helping them in their times of need and preaching the gospel. Now, the next thing we're going to talk about is E-Lit. The next one, make some noise. Okay, look how beautiful that slide is. That's amazing. Give it up for Lawrence making the slide. I don't know where he's at, but he made that. June 11th, mark your calendars. June 11th, her birthday apparently. 7 p.m. right here. There's going to be free pizza, a live drama, and a rap performance, and it's called It Is Finished. All right, and what we also like to do here is we have a discipleship strategy. The first thing we're going to do is connect you to the cross. We're going to do that by life groups. If you're in the ambassadors, we got uh, the resistance. And we got, oh, this is my favorite right here. Sorry, we're not supposed to have favoritism, but it's okay. Righteously redeemed. But everyone's great because we all love Jesus. And then we're going to mentor you in the 101. We're going to get you plugged into the church with an elder or a deacon. They're going to take you seven steps to your spiritual growth. If you're in 101 right now, make some noise. Man, my 101ers are weak. Come on, make some noise. 
They're excited about Jesus. Amen. And then we're going to send you out. Oh, I'm sorry. And then we're also going to message you in 201, which is the discipleship-based class where uh, you become a leader in Elevate. Uh, not in Elevate. Well, in Elevate if you want. But you become a leader in the church. You get trained up to be a deacon or an elder. And then we're going to send you out to make disciples for the ultimate goal. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to. For the ultimate goal of 100,000 disciples with 50 churches in Chicago and 500 worldwide. If you believe that, stand up and say your loudest amen. Amen. Ties and offerings, stand to your feet for ties and offerings. Yeah, stay standing. Sorry, I forgot to specify. Okay, so who knows what a tithe is? Raise your hand. And JoJo, you always answer. Destiny, you always answer. Oh, Corey, I haven't heard Corey in a while. What's a tithe? Just 10% of your total income. Okay, 10% of your total. He got it right. Make some noise. And who knows what an offering is? Somebody give me offering. Eric, what's an offering, Eric? Come on. Look, I got the wireless mic. I could come to you. Anything you have to give to God after is your tithe. Hey! Okay, that was, like, perfect. I can't even correct it because they both got it spot on. All right. Now, do we have a question of – do we have a math question? Or do I have to – okay, we got an example. What is – 10% of 181.7 pesos. Who knows? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, you know, Jojo? Dang, I wanted to do Jeopardy music. You know? You sure? If you get it wrong, I, I don't know. Uh -uh. You know? All right, what, what, what we got? What we got? 18.17. 18.17, is he right? Okay. Okay, that was a trick question because they converted pesos back to American money. That's not fair. But... In peso money, he would be correct. Amen. Give it up for JoJo. He'd be correct if it was pesos. Amen. All right. So at this time, uh, we don't have a scripture. So what we're going to do is bow our heads and pray for the tithes. If you could bow your heads with me, we can lower down the music. Lord, we come in your mighty name and we thank you for this time, God. We pray that you would bless every single person in here, that you would come and meet them according to their needs, God. Lord, and by them giving their tithes and being faithful with the little Lord, that you would bless them with much so they could be a blessing to other, others, God. And we pray for the sermon that's coming up. Let us pray, God, and in your mighty name, amen. All right, all right, elevate, elevate, what, 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 God is good all the time, man, y'all on it today, man, give God glory, come on, somebody, yes, man, 
Y'all got me up here all excited and stuff, man, like I want to break dance, and I don't even know how, you know what I mean? Y'all see your pastor, they just break a leg, just pray for a brother, all right? Just pray for a brother, man. How many are excited to be in Elevate? All right, that's what I'm talking about, man. I believe that God is truly is doing something in Elevate, man. Right, how many believe that with me? Amen. God is doing something in this place, man. And if it's your first, raise your hand if it's your first time. If it's your first, don't be scared. I'm not going to throw anything at you. Come on, somebody, right? Give it up for the first timers, right? Right? I just want to be, I just want to say, right, on behalf of the first timers, don't be scared, okay? It's okay. We do this every Friday. Come on, somebody, right? God is good, man. So uh, we're starting, as you guys can see up here, right, we're starting our, our fresh series today called Let Us Pray. Somebody say, Let Us Pray. Right? Last week, right, we ended the, uh, we ended the sermon, right, on a prayer note. And that was on Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, right? And it says, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace in the time of our need or in some versions, the time of our trouble, right? So the thing is, we ended with going to God's throne in prayer, right? And the thing is, right, prayer is something that all of us probably heard about, right? All of us probably heard, like, how to do it. This is how you do it, right? You put your hands in the air, and you just, like, bam, and just start praying, right? Some of us just lay flat on the floor, and we just start praying, right? All type of ways to pray, right? Then after that, you know what I mean? I know for myself, right, I put myself on blast. There was a time, right, where if you guys know my testimony, what I've been through a lot of different institutions, right? So there was one time I was in an institution, and it was like a drug rehab institution, right, out in Lake Villa. I don't even know what state this thing was. I kid you not, right? But it was in Lake Villa, right? And I remember going out there, and, they, you know, they didn't believe in, like, the direct Jesus Christ, right? So they say, you know, what you need to do, right, it's a 12-step program, you know, pick a God. Pick a God. And I said, man, well, can I pick anything, like anybody, you know? They're like, man, pick who, you know, pick whatever you want to pick that you can pray to, you know what I mean? So I'm like, cool, you know, I'm walking outside and stuff, you know, and I come across this nice-looking tree. I go up to the tree. Right? And I'm like, well, you're going to be my God. I start praying to this stupid old tree, right? How many of y'all know this tree did not talk back to me, right? The animals in the tree are probably looking at me like, you idiot, you fool, right? Right, right. So the thing is, I done did some stupid stuff in my time, and I prayed, you know what I mean, in some stupid ways, right? But the thing is, today, I believe that God really wants to give us the foundation of what prayer really is. And how prayer looks like, how prayer sounds like, how prayer is, not just with verbs, right, with, not just with, with, uh, with nouns and words that come out of our mouth, but prayer, right, in our mind. And how is it, you know, how does it operate within the brain? How does it operate within the motions and the heart, right, and your whole body for that manner, the very center of your being, right, your soul, your spirit, and how does that look like? Amen? If you, could, if you guys can open up your Bible to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to start around verse 5, right? And while you guys are doing that, I just want to pray. Amen? Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for this opportunity, Lord God, to be used by you, Lord God, to be a servant, Lord God, to be able to preach your word, Lord God. What a privilege it is, God. What an honor, Father, that you allow me, Lord God, an adopted one, Lord God, into your family, to do your bidding, to do your will, God, here on earth. God, I give you glory, Lord, and I pray now, God, that you would anoint my lips my tongue, God, 
to preach what thus says the Lord God. And I ask, Father God, that you would have your way, God. And even in this place, for myself and everybody, in the sound of my voice, God, that you would give us wisdom, that you would give us revelation, God, so that we can know you better, Lord God, and get to know you through prayer, God. Have your way in this place, in Jesus' name. And everybody says amen and amen. Come on, somebody. Let's give it up for Jesus, right? How many of you guys enjoyed worship today, right? How many of you guys enjoyed, truly enjoyed worship today, right? Say amen, right? Give it up to Jesus, right? Give it up to the Lord, amen? So the thing is, right, in this, um, in this passage, right, we're going to start reading us, uh, with verse 5, right? And the title, as you guys can see, is Let Us Pray, right? The subtitle is How to Pray, all right? So you guys probably can't see. How many can see this little portion right here? You guys can see this? All right, where's people in the third row? Third row, fourth row? Oh, we got a fourth row now. Fourth row, you guys can see this, right? I'm not going to ask you this question. Just each one has like a question, right? Ask yourself this question. As you guys are hearing the sermon, ask yourself this question, right? You don't got to tell nobody, right? Just between you and Jesus throughout the sermon, answer those questions, all right? This is the word of God, and this is what it says. And when you pray, somebody said pray. Do not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues, right? A synagogue was like a church like this or something. It was like a temple, you know what I mean? Um, and on the street corners, right? You guys know what street corners is, right? What a game banger's at? What a game banger's at? Nobody? Look at my brother down. Ooh, the bad ex-game banger, praise God. It says, to be seen by men, I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows excuse me, what you will need before you ask him. Verse 9 says, this then is how you should pray. Our father, who are in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us, right? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever, right? Give it up for Jesus, right? Praise the Lord, amen? So the thing is here, right, we have several things going on. As you guys can see, we're going to be breaking down 5 through 8 for now, right? And the first thing about 5 through 8, and we're going to start with, right, is how not to pray, right? Somebody say how not to pray. Man, it's easy to try to get, like, okay, man, I think I know how to pray. I think, I, you know, I got this kind of down pack or whatever. But we need to know how not to pray. Come on, somebody, right? We need to know what it is that we should not be doing. In verse 5 of the word of God, it says, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. Jesus goes on and says, I tell you the truth, they already received their reward. That was it. Their reward and their answer to the prayer was people giving them claps like, look what old boy can do. Look at old girl right there praying. Man, she must be spiritual. That is about as much as you're going to get of an answer from God when you have a heart and an attitude like that. And God is saying, do not pray like that. You see, we don't want to be or do it for show or to impress others like you're somebody special. And see, the thing is, a lot, throughout ages and throughout our history, right, and even in our culture today, right, prayer seems to be something like what, what, what awesome people do, right? 
with the great people do type stuff, you know what I mean? And then on the other spectrum or whatever, they say, well, prayer is for weaklings, right? It's just a crutch and things like that. But on both sides or whatever, there's a right way to pray. And there's a wrong way to pray. Right? So the thing is, what, but what Jesus is saying himself, right, he's on a Sermon on the Mount, right? It started uh, from chapter 5 on out, and it's called the Sermon on the Mount because it t- he was on a, ser- he was on the, uh, a mountain preaching teachings and all that stuff to the, uh, the believers and the people that were hearing him, right? On top of a mountain, they believed that it was a, a sermon, a sermon is a preaching that happened between several days. It didn't just happen one day, bam, and Jesus started preaching on top of chapters. It didn't work like that. It was in a few days, but people came. And people listened, right? And when he spoke, he spoke as one who had authority. People, when he, when he started speaking, they knew, like, man, this dude is on to something. I need to listen to him, right? Because he was, speech, he was preaching the word of the living God. So the first thing is how not to pray, and that's do not do it for show or to pre- impress others like you are something special, right? You're not doing it for somebody else. That means you need to check your heart and ask yourself, right, what, why are you really praying? What is your motive behind praying? When we go on, right, in verse 6, which states, but when you pray, right, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. There's several things going on there, right, that I want to touch on. And the first one, it says, go into your room. Now, it doesn't mean like a literal room because if you're driving in a car or on the school bus or however way you get to school, there is no bedroom in there, Right? There's nothing in there but you and the dude sitting next to you. If you're in your mama's car, right, you got your mama sitting next to you. Not much privacy right there, right? But what Jesus was trying to say was not just a literal room, but he was saying to go into a private, pl- a private place and pray. That is what he's talking about. Go into your room and pray. It could be a, a prayer closet. It could be a private place, washroom or office, bedroom, somewhere you can be alone. Jesus saying go somewhere in a private place so you can be alone and pray to God. The next one is to close the door, right? How many know when Jesus says things, he says it for a purpose and a reason. He just doesn't say it just to say it, right? And this sermon, I really want to break things down pretty plain, simple, so you guys can receive it real easy, right? Close the door. In this thing, this is a metaphor of what Jesus Christ is talking about, and he's saying put away all distractions and focus now on God. You see, so when you're going into your private place, you know, you may have distractions, right? Is mom going to make the rice and beans with pork chops today, right? Is she about to hook this bad boy up? Is she going to make her special cake, right? Is she going to make, you know, name, name some dishes mama makes. Peach cobbler. Who said that? Come on, somebody, man. If you can do that for me, I, I would love you, right? Key lime pie, man. You got some dessert people in the house. What about, like, dinner types, all right? JoJo, what mom... Rice and pork chops. Give it up for the Puerto Ricans, right? Come on, somebody, right? We love our pork chops, right? What about the uh, Guatemalans, right? Ceviche. Come on, somebody with that ceviche. Look at Karina's mouth like, oh, my goodness, I'm getting that right after church. Come on, somebody, right? So the thing is, right, you have a lot of distractions going on, right? You, you come home or whatever, there's a lot of things going on in your brain. You're thinking about baby because he just broke up with you. Or he started walking with old girl inside the hallway. You're like, why is he walking with old girl? What is he doing? He sees me. You see me seeing you see me, right? You see this happening, but he don't say nothing. He ignores you for the whole day. You keep walking and stuff like that. How many know by the time you get home, you're going to have some stuff on your brain, right? What did he do? Where did he go? Did they study together? Did he pass his test? I hope he did it. What a jerk, right? 
We start thinking about all these things, right? So the Bible is saying go into your room and close the door behind you. The door, the door closes you behind you. It's just a metaphor, right, to leave all distractions outside. It's leaving everything that would hinder you from going to God Almighty and focusing on God. It's saying leave it all outside and go into your room and close the door behind you. So now it's just you and God. You and God. All distractions gone, right? You guys can start to feel and and even start to hear the seriousness of prayer and the methods and the ways that God is trying to get us to adhere to so it can be a genuine time with God Almighty. The next one, right, it says pray to your father. Showing and giving one's perspective in and throughout the the prayer, he is our father and we are his children. I'm going to go back to that one in a little bit. Letter D says pray in secret. And God will reward you in the open, right? You can go to the next slide. All this stuff, you guys can see this, right? Give it up for our DJ. Come on, somebody, right? So the next one is pray in secret and God will reward you in the open, right? Do not, do not announce to everyone that you're praying. Mama, I'm about to go pray. Mom, mom, I'm going to go pray. Yep, I'm going to pray. Yep. Thought I was all evil and wicked. I'm about to go pray. How about that, right? Go tell Pastor next week, I pray today. Let him know, right? Go call Carol. I'm praying today. Let her know it's going down. Come on, somebody. So we start making all these announcements about prayer, right? Like we're doing something real special and still want everybody to know, right? It ain't working like that. God is saying go pray in secret. And the reason why we go pray in secret, right, is because it's between us and God. And what happens is that nobody else knows what you're praying within this room. But see, something awesome happens during that time because God is everywhere, right? And when you know that God is in there and you're praying to God, not to your ceiling, right, not to your fan because you think it sounds cool and you're like, oh, oh, oh. You, know, you, you know, you're talking to fan, you're like, oh, snap, I'm rapping, it sounds awesome, bam, homemade, bam, you know what I mean? You think you're on something? No, not that kind of party, right? So the thing is, when you're praying in secret, God does something awesome because he, he ends up answering the prayer in public. And all of a sudden, man, you're, you're walking to school or whatever you're going to, right, work or whatever, and all of a sudden, bam, something happens, and the answer prayer hits you right upside the face. Bam. And you're like, whoa. And the dude comes up to you or sister or whoever comes up to you and blesses you with something or tells you the exact answer that you were asking God Almighty. Nobody knew. He wasn't in there with you, right, inside the bedroom with you, right? He wasn't or she wasn't in the closet with you. They better not be in the closet with you, right, or in your bedroom. Come on, somebody, right? So the thing is, God ends up blessing you in the open for the simple fact so you can go back and tell somebody else what God did as a testimony. See, because nobody else knew, only God. And it was done in secret, right? So moving on to the next one, right, because I'm trying to get to the juicy stuff here. Letter E, verse 7. It says, and when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words, right? Babbling means to keep on talking, just adding careless words. And not only that, but it means like, you ever heard somebody, you were standing next to somebody that thought they were all spiritual? And like, you're here like, what is this person saying? Like, dude, you're still praying. I want to play Xbox. What are you doing? If we said amen, like, you know, 30 minutes ago, and the brothers is there like, yeah, hold on. Jesus. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Yes, yep, God, that, yes, that right there. And they're not saying that. They're just mumbling some stuff. Whatever, right? And I'm not talking about speaking in tongues. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about speaking in tongues because we speak in tongues. Come on, somebody, right? 
We speak in tongue in this church, praise God, right? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this person just keeps on praying all type of words, don't know what he's saying. He just wants to make elongated prayer so we can look at him like, dude, you're a prayer warrior. No, you're not a prayer warrior. You're just a prayer person that don't know what they're saying. Let me help you, right? So the thing is, we don't want to start babbling on. Just because you think you say many words that God's going to hear me, well, God got to hear me now because I prayed for an hour about absolutely nothing. But he's going to hear me now. No, it don't work like that, right? So moving on from there, it says, hopes that God will hear you because, you say, because you're saying a whole lot of nothing. We already know that's not the case, right? But see, now we're going to get into the part, right, where it talks about the Lord's Prayer or what we, or a lot of us call the Disciples' Prayer, right? But it did, and I believe it stemmed from the Lord's Closet Prayer, the way Jesus prayed. See, if you go to Luke, right, the book of Luke, chapter 11, verse 1 through 4, there's another Lord's Prayer there. And that prayer comes about because the disciples asked him, asked him, Jesus, can you teach us how to pray? And in that very, in verse 1, it said that Jesus just came back from his little prayer closet, right? Not prayer closet, but it used like the mountain he would go to to go pray low-key and seeker, right? And when he came back to watch him, like, man, why does this dude keep going off to pray? And he comes back, and all of a sudden, all type of awesome stuff starts happening, right? So the disciples ask him, can you teach us how to pray? Like, how do we pray, right? So then after that, he goes on, and, and here goes the Lord's Prayer, and he starts praying from there, and this is what he says. He says in, uh, in, uh, in Matthew chapter uh, 6, verse 9, he says, Then this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Right? Hollow means holy, consecrated, right? Set apart. The name is pure, right? Holy is his name. Names were just not something that just used, no, like nothing. Names meant something in the Bible. In old times, every name meant something. You were named after something that meant something. It was just not nothing. Like my name, Stephen, means crown, right? Some of y'all names are crazy, okay? I don't know what their meaning are. You should ask, right? Why did you name me this? But for whatever reason, everybody, what? Lovable. See, the brand's lovable sometimes, right? But we still love Corey. No, I just like, right? No, the thing is, though, right? So our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Holy is your name, right? Now we're about to get real serious and real direct in this one, right? See, because the first thing Jesus said was our Father. And then after that, in heaven, right? But he was trying to show us something real special here that a lot of us tend to miss because we think we know how to pray. And God is trying to teach us how to pray. And the very first thing he says was, our Father. See, he didn't say Mary. He didn't say the saints. He didn't say angels. He didn't say the mother of Guadalupe, of parrots, or whatever, right? He didn't say none of this stuff. He didn't say anything about saints at all. He gave you a direct truth, right? And I want to speak to my Catholic brothers and sisters, if you're out there, I love you. Te quiero mucho, Right? But the word of God is the word of God, and it's the truth. And when Jesus said, this is how you pray, he did not say pray to my mother Mary. He did not say pray to St. Peter, St. Paul, St. Steve, St. Isaiah, St. any of that. He said, our Father who art in heaven. Right? See, the problem with this thing right here is that our world and our culture has taken the Our Father out, and they put everything else in there except Father so they can remain and still be, as to this day, religion. 
So then when the world looks at us or whatever, they look at us through the lens of religiosity, not through the lens of relationship. I had a conversation, right, with our sister, Sarah, right, her friend, wherever she's at, if you're watching me, I love you, girl, wherever you're at, right? But I had a conversation with her uh, through the text message because she wanted to invite our sister Sarah to the church, right? And how many know I love putting people on blast, but I still love them, right? And she said, well, I'm not religion. I said, good, because I'm not either. Well, she was, you know, she thrown back, so I kept on texting her or whatever. I said, yeah, I don't get on like that. It's about relationship. And she didn't get it, but the first thing she went to was religion. Because people miss what God was trying to say because, one, they don't even know how to pray from the get-go. So we have to recognize what Jesus Christ was saying. And the first thing he said was, our Father, who art in heaven. See, we come to God or whatever, not be by means of what we did or didn't do, or by means of religion or some statue or some rosaries or some backflips and cartwheels. Say three Hail Marys and, you know what I mean, do a backflip if you can and you're forgiven. No, forget all that. We come by the blood of Jesus Christ straight to God the Father in a relationship, not through religion. See, Father represents intimacy. When you know how to pray, the way Jesus Christ is teaching everybody how to pray, it changes everything in your life and in your perspective about God himself, our Father. He didn't start off with saying, our God. Yeah, we already know he's our God, but he went the, the next step further, and he said, our Father. It changed everything. What do you mean, our Father? See, because now it becomes intimate. See, when you're inside your prayer closet now, right, you're not going to God all scared like, oh, he's going to destroy me. He's going to take me out, right? He's going to turn me to some type of toad, and then i got to wait for somebody to kiss me, some fairy tale craziness from Disney. No. He's going to go to you as a father, and he expects you to approach him as a son or a daughter. Changes everything. So now you're not coming to him trying to beg something. You're not trying to come to him trying to earn something or trying to do something for him in order to get his attention. No, he, you already have his attention because you're his daughter and his son, and he is your father. It changes everything. It's not about religion. It's not about none of that. It's about relationship. When my daughter comes to me when she's not afraid, when she knows she's not in big trouble, right, but she knows she can still come to me, and she says, Dad, I got to talk to you. Oh, I get serious, right? Then I said, okay, what's up, babe? What's going on? Well, Dad, I, you, know, I, you know, I don't know how to say this, right? But I don't even know how to ask. Well, come on, baby, let's just say it, man. What's up? What's going on, you know? What well, can I get a Snapchat? No, you can't get no Snapchat, girl. <laughs> right? That's a true story. I kid you not, that's a true story. But nonetheless, I said no because God does. God the Father tells us no. He tells us no a lot. Because if we're praying for our own gain so we can leave videos, write some instant videos, and receive some instant videos, come on, somebody. We don't want to talk about that side of it, right? Snapchat, right? All of a sudden, you got some, don't do it, right? You got somebody on the other end, you can oh, my goodness, whoa, and it's too late. You've seen it. It's burned. It's there. It's over, right? Whatever it was, it's there. You know what I mean? But the thing is, God is trying to show us something, and he's trying to tell us something. Congregation, if you guys get this, it will change your life forever. And he's trying to say, I'm your father. Why are you trying to earn my attention? Why are you trying to earn my favor? See, it don't matter how in trouble my daughter, my son, or whoever gets into, I love them. I will give them everything that they need and even everything that they want at times. Because I love them. 
They can come to me as my son knows with some real serious stuff. And we would say, man, well, son, you, you messed up. You messed up. It's cool. Let's pray. And he knows this. Let's pray about this. Even this morning, son, well, we can pray about this. Let's take it to Jesus, right? And he can ask me questions and we can talk about these things. Why? Because I'm his father and he's my son. And when Jesus said, our father who art in heaven, that's what he is saying. We can come to him with a different perspective. All we got to do is receive him and come to him the way he wants you to come to him. As a father. And you are his child. So when you're in the God, when you're in God's presence and in God's throne, you're on your knees, right? You're praying to him because these hypocrites are standing up. So let's just change the game on them, right? And humble ourselves. And you're on your knees and you're praying to God. The father changes things because now it's like, daddy. Daddy, I'm in pain. I sinned against you, God. I need your help, God. These people at school, they're trying to come get me. They broke my heart. They keep talking about it. Father, help me, God. Who am I? Who am I, Daddy? And he's able to tell us who we are because he's our Father and we came from him. He created us. Does he not know us? Right? We were created in his image just like my daughter was created in my image in the flesh. She looks like me. At times she talks like me. That's scary. But the thing is, she still does things like me. She will give a certain look like me. I was reading her text message emails. I'm like, what? I feel like I'm reading myself. Like, what's happening? It was scary. But the thing is, because she came from my loins, spiritually, we were created in God's image. Everybody in this room has a thumbprint of God in their life. It's in you. No matter how you want to escape it, no matter how much you tear up your flesh, you have God's thumbprint on your life, and it's a seal upon your life saying, you are created son and daughter in my image, in my likeness. You are not no animal. You are none of that. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Know who you are in Jesus Christ. And your father, my father, our father is calling us. And Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ, the son of God, our Lord and Savior said, go and pray like this. Our father who is in heaven. Heaven represents where God is at. Not only that, but represents his sovereignty, meaning his power. If we can go to the next slide. So when we're going to God the Father, right, in prayer, we're seeing the fact that, no, this is not somebody that wants to zap me. This is not somebody that hates me. This is not somebody that doesn't like me. This is my Father. And my Father is in heaven. We're all power. We're all blessings flow. All he has to do is open one crack of one window in heaven, and he will pour so many blessings upon you that you can't even handle. He owns everything. Everything. So when you're coming to God, you're not coming to him as though God the Father was insecure or some broke or some deadbeat dad. No, just because some of us has, uh, did not have fathers, because some of us, our dads ran out on us, because some of us, our fathers locked up like my dad right now, because some of us, our dad said, forget you, I'm out this piece, went to go get some pork chops, never came back or whatever. Just because you have a father that was never in your life doesn't mean that God the Father is like him. He is God the Father loving you, wanting to bless you, wanting to give you life. Not just life everlasting, but even life on earth. And he lives in heaven. He's above everything and everyone. And when we start to understand that God is our Father, that God lives in heaven and he rules everything, we can move on to the next one. And the next one is hallowed. Be your name. 
You see, it was just not a thing to say you can go to the next. There we go. You, it was not just a thing like, okay, God's holy. His name is holy. No. You see, you represent God the Father here on earth. So when you go to him in prayer and you start to spend time with God the Father and the way he is and who he is, his nature, his character and everything like that, knowing the fact that he is holy, something happens to your life. When you're sitting there on your knees and you're praying, right, and you're just seeking God and all of a sudden you're remembering God, our father, you're, you're my father, you're my daddy, you're in heaven, God, you want everything, you sit high and look low, nothing catches you off God, off guard, Lord God, you know all things from the end as to the beginning, God, you know everything, God, you are in heaven, Lord God, you rule everything, God, and your name is holy. And when, when you start naming that and you start recognizing that with your mind and in your heart that God is holy, something happens within you. You start desiring within you to be holy. Something snaps, like something wakes up. And you start recognizing, I haven't been representing God the Father the way I ought to. Because according to my God, he is holy. And his name is holy. And when I look at my life, I look nothing like my father in that sense. And so what happens is that when you start recognizing and seeing God as your father and that he is in heaven, and you start going on to the next one, that holy is your name, you start saying, God, make me holy just as you are holy. Change me from the inside out because I haven't been treating my mom right. I haven't been treating my dad right. I just cursed out my teacher because she gave me that C when I put in all the work, and yet I still failed it or, or did bad in it. God, help me because I didn't represent you the way that is due your name. You're holy. And I'm telling you what starts to happen within that place is that you start to sin less. It was not, it's not the fact that because, man, I need to stop sinning because I want to, you know, I want to show God that, hey, look what I can do. Look. No, it's just a, it's, a, it's almost like a natural response because of God's holiness. And see, when you go to the Father or your Father, right, our Father, as though we let him down, we want to change that by being like him. God, I, I, I let you down in this, God. But, God, I pray that you would help me to do better. I pray that your holiness will mark my life, that I would be like you. And see, Jesus was trying to tell us something here. It says God's name in person is holy, and that is how we must consider him as we approach and come to him. Holy. Holy. When we consider and come to know him as holy, it would promote holiness within us as we spend time in prayer with him leading to actions. You see, the thing is, a lot of us have been doing drive-by prayers, right? We've been shooting God with prayers like, pew, 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 and then we keep running this stuff, you know? Oh, God, I sinned, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Pew, pew, pew. And you keep running this way. Man, he almost caught me in his holiness. And you keep running, God, I did this too. Pew, pew, pew. And all of a sudden, God trips you like, oh, snap. And you're in his holiness like, oh, God, have mercy. And then all of a sudden, he puts you to your knees, right? Real talk. He puts you to your knees. And now you feel a longing to spend time with him. And as you're in his presence and in his holiness, God begins to sear this stuff out of your life. And it don't matter how many years you've been trying to get rid of pornography, how many years you've been trying to stop committing self-pleasure, stop having sex outside of marriage, stop cursing and all these things. All you need to do is spend some time in his holiness and watch what happens to your life. 
Watch how God begins to change you. Not that he forces you because he's our father. But his love and his holiness, the love from a father and the holiness from a God almighty will grab a hold of your life. And when he begins to hug you, Jojo, come here real fast. Right? When he begins to hug you, right? Come here, uh, lovable. You see, when he begins to hug you, you see what I'm talking about? And he starts hugging on you, son, I love you. Son, I adore you. You don't have to, I didn't create you to be this way. I'm holy, be holy as I'm holy. And the thing is, when, when God begins to engulf you, you see, I'm, I'm a pretty big guy, right? You can, you can barely see these dudes, right? But when God begins to engulf you, and because he's holy, and you recognize that, right? It's almost as though because of his loving arms around you, it's almost like he squeezes that addiction out of you and his love and holiness. Because, see, no sin can stay in his holiness. It is exposed by the light because God is light. So when sin, which is darkness, comes into the light, right, it gets exposed. Bam, the light's on it. Dude, hey, hey, that's sin. Hey, what you're doing was wrong. You're in my light. I'm sure this is wrong. So then all of a sudden, like, man, I see it. It's wrong. It's wrong. And all of a sudden, because of God's holiness and because he's your father, it's like, God, I let you down. Forgive me. But God, give me grace. I want to be like you. Give me grace. I want to live holy. And then it doesn't become some commandment. It doesn't become something that I have to try to do with all my strength and might. No, it's just because. Because I spend time in the presence of a holy God who is my father. And so when we do that, God squeezes the sin without us. He's squeezing it out of us, not by force, but by love and holiness. You see, we've been looking at prayer all wrong. We've been looking at prayer as though it's some religious act or something like that. Let me just do this to go on ahead so everybody can see me. Let me just do this so I can go on ahead and put a check mark on my list with God. Hey, I prayed to you today. I'll see you next week. No. When you start doing it the way Jesus Christ has commanded us to do it, your whole life will change. That is what you're missing in your life. Some of y'all been doing these drive-by prayers asking God, please change me. Please, if you're real, change me. God, I'm tired of this broken heart. God, I'm tired of people telling me these things, God. I'm tired of feeling depressed, God, and downcast. I'm tired of feeling as though I have chains. And God is saying, all you have to do is come to my presence. Kneel before me. Let me put my arms around you and show you pure, unadulterated love from a father and holiness that causes you and that causes you to desire to be holy if we all can stand. My brothers and sisters here, if I can get the uh, whatever you guys want to play, guitar, whatever, right? This is serious, guys. You ever wonder why, man, when you try to pray, all of a sudden you start yawning? <sighs> man, yo. You know what I mean? And you plan out your day like, man, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray to God the Father today. I'm going to pray in there, man. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow, right? You know what I mean? Or something happens. A distraction comes, right? Like your favorite TV show all of a sudden pops up and bam, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, new episode. Let me do this. And now you're up, right? You know what I mean? You're ready to pray and you feel all tired, but get up and try to do some sin. Watch how hot. Man, yo, let's do this, Joe. Fire that sucker up. I got hands. Bam, let's roll. Let's fire this up, right? Let's go. In the, I heard 
I heard someone said the hot box, right? How many of y'all know what the hot box is? Bunch of sinners. Sinners. I know this brother knows, right? Sinners, right? It's when you catch a cloud in the car. I didn't even know it was that. I did that with my before Christ days, right? You know what I mean? But, man, they call you like, man, do this. Let's hot box this sucker. Yo, call, I'm in there. I was just about to go to sleep, man. You know what I mean? I, was, I, was, I said I was going to pray, and I was going to go to sleep, but you called me. I'm ready. Let's do this. And all of a sudden, you got all this energy to go sin. To sin. It's like, man, I was just tired. You know what I mean? And the reason being is because Satan knows if I allow him or her in his presence, I will lose that person. If I allow him or her in his presence, it will, my, my, the grip I have on their life will begin to loosen. If I allow them time in his holiness, they will desire to live holy. They will, they will stop wanting to sin anymore. They will stop wanting to hang out with me, Satan, the father of lies. And he starts saying things like that. So he dispatches his demons and his minions after to say, make sure they don't create a prayer closet. Make sure they don't recognize God as their father because when they do, we will lose them. Make sure they're not spending time with God because holiness will captivate them and they will want to be holy just like their father. You see, but I don't know about you guys. But to hell with this devil, to hell with his lies, to hell with his deception. You see, if God loves me and he has a love that just, it goes beyond my understanding. See, I want that. If my father is holy, then I want to be holy. Is it going to be easy? No. Right? Is shedding away time to spend time with God the Father in prayer, is that going to be easy? No, it's not, right? You guys got soccer practice and all type of practices, right? Why don't you give up some of those practices, man, and spend time with God? Why don't you go away like Jesus did? And he always spent time with the Father. They said he woke up about 5 o'clock in the morning to go spend time with God and start preaching by 6. This man was a straight-up Jesus freak. He was Jesus, right? The man led the way. I'm talking about he set the pace right there. I'm Jesus. This is how I do it. Bam. He is our example. You see, but people in here, you guys been wondering, why can't I have what, what Steve has? Why can't I be like Carol, man? Why, why can't I just get a hold of that stuff? Why can't I sing the way, the way Stephanie sings and, and just, just have that peace and have that smile you know, like, like some of these brothers and, and sisters in Elevate, why can't I do that? Why, why is it different for me? It's different because we spend time in God's presence. Because our prayer life is about a relationship and not about religion. It's about going to our Father. You guys can understand this. See, some of us, we say, Poppy. It's about going to Poppy. It's about going to my daddy. It's about going to my Pa. I remember when God really first, the first time he gave me that, man, I cried and I bawled because I never had a dad that was there for me. And when he said, son, I'm your daddy, I'm your papi, oh, my goodness, it, it broke my heart because I never had one of those. And he said, I'm not like him. I'm me. I'm, I'm God the Father. And I reside in heaven. I own everything. And guys, in conclusion, right, is God your father today? Or is he just a man upstairs? Is he Father Tom or St. Peter or St. Mary? And all it is is just religion. It's a statue. It's 
Rosaries, it means nothing. It does nothing for you. Do you respect his name or use it lightly or in vain? See, in the Ten Commandments, right? It says, thou shalt not use the Lord God's name in vain because his name is holy. But have you been using his name lightly? And because you never comprehended the fact that his name is holy, you never cared to act holy. Because it was only about religion and some drive-by prayers, you never really considered the fact that that's my father. And I'm his child. And that changes everything. Because he loves me. And I need to love him. Is what you have with the father religious or relational? Do you see in your life a response to his holiness by being holy? These are the questions today. This is what's going on. And Jesus Christ, who sits now at the right hand of the Father, he's saying, come. Come and make this relationship, right? That was religion. Come make it right by making a relationship in your life. You've been sinning and acting like somebody who does not know God, especially as their father. And God is saying, come rest in my holiness and let me make you new. Let me make you holy from the inside out. When you spend time in my holiness, with all eyes closed. I believe God was talking to a lot of you today. He was talking to me. And I believe a lot of you didn't really realize the fact that, man, this is prayer. It's relational. It's my father and I'm his son. He's holy and I must respond to his holiness. And if you heard that word today, and your relationship is not right, God is saying, come. Come be in my presence. Let's pray together. Let's seek God together. If you're dealing with the fact that you want to change from the inside out, but you haven't been able to, and you're still struggling with these things, if you look at your life, you will realize that your prayer life is zero to none. There is no prayer life. You do drive-bys. You only pray on Friday. I would say, come. Come and join me at this altar because I'll be the first one to get on my knees and recognize the fact of how much I need God, the Father, and how much I need his holiness. I would say, come. Father, in the name of Jesus, God. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, that you, you taught us how to pray, God. You gave us a revelation, God. You showed us something that we did not realize before, God. And it was the fact that when we pray, it's our Father. It's a relationship. There's an intimacy there. There's a trust there. That when I pray, God, you're not going to give me some snake, God. When I ask for food, God, you're not going to give me some rock, God. But, God, you're going to love me, God, because you're my father, God, and I'm your child, God. And, Lord, that when we recognize that, God, we will then recognize the fact that you are holy and that our response, Lord God, should be holiness. 
that we set ourselves apart from you, God, and represent you, God, and show the world who you are through our relationship with you, God. So the world can see it and want it too, God. You're not a deadbeat father, God. And in fact, your Bible says you are the father to the fatherless, God. God, in this place, Lord, just as I was, God, there's youth in here, God, who had no father, God, and you want to be their father, God. You want to be the father to the fatherless, God. You want to show them what it is to have a father, to have a daddy who loves them, God who forgives them, who grabs them by the hand and teaches them how to live life, how to walk, how to run, how to stand tall, how to stand in. God, I pray that you would draw them here, God, and that you would give them a new heart, a new mind, a new spirit, Lord, that will look at you as their father, God, that you would open up their eyes, God, and their heart and reveal it to them, God, that you love us, God. And that you have adopted us and made way because of Jesus Christ, because the ultimate sacrifice, so that now we can come to your throne, God, in prayer and say, Our Father, who art in heaven, holy is your name, God. Holy is your name, God. Let me be holy as you, Lord. Mold me, God, to be like you, God. And elevate, I would say, come. Come to this altar. Come seek God together in the name of Jesus. And come and pray the right way and say, Our Father who art in heaven, I'm your child, God, and I need you, Lord. I need you, God. I've been running from you, God. I've been ducking and dodging you, God, and I've been trying to act religious, God, and all along you wanted a relationship. God, have your way. And let God have his way in your life tonight in the name of Jesus. God, have your way, Lord. God, be exalted and glorified. Our Father, yes, Lord, you love us, God. You long for us, God. You wait for us, God, to acknowledge you, Lord. Have your way. Have your way, God.
I can get some leaders to pray for some of these youth in the front. You know, I want to say to you guys out here, in the, still in your seats right there, don't let your friends standing next to you stop you from what God wants to do in your life. Do not be afraid and let them stop you from meeting God face to face. Break free and let God have his way. Let God have his way. In the name of Jesus. What is your name? Sophia, can I pray? What is it? What, what do you need prayer for? need Jesus. You guys need a father. You need God the Father. Right? He's the only one that forgives sins. Wipe them out as though they never happened. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I, I pray for this bunch, God. I pray for them, Lord God, from the shortest to the tallest, God, in the name of Jesus, God. And that, you, Lord, you would infiltrate their life, God, and that you would make them new from the inside out, God. Lord, that you will show them that you love them, God. And that you have always loved them, God. Even when they did not acknowledge you, you loved them, God. I pray, Lord God, that you would have your way in their life, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. And that you will break every chain, God. Every hindrance, God. Everything, Lord God, that's affecting their life, God. From seeing you as you are, as the Father in heaven, God. And that you would fill them up, Lord, in the name of Jesus, God. In Jesus' name, God, and that you would have your way, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, and that you would hear their heart, God, and deliver them, Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, that, Lord, no weapon formed them against them shall prosper, God, and every tongue that comes against them will be condemned in the name of Jesus. God, bless them, God. Show them the truth, God. You are alive and active, God. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, God, in Jesus' name. Can I get some female leaders over here to hug on these sisters right here? Father, have your way, God. Break every chain, God. Every hindrance, God. Every pain, God. Every depression, God, in the name of Jesus. God, have your way, God. Break it, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Set her free, God. Set her free, God. Set her free. Set her mind free, God, in the name of Jesus, God. In Jesus' name, God. Set her free, Lord. Have your way, God. Have your way in this place, God. In Jesus' name, Lord. In Jesus' name, God. Hallelujah, God. Reign your spirit, God. Send a revival, Jesus. Send a revival in this place, God. In Jesus' name, Lord. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to your holy name, God. Glory, Jesus. Have your way, God. Have your way, Jesus. Glory to your holy name, God. Have your way, Jesus. Break 
Jesus. Break it, God, in Jesus' name, Lord. And reign, God. Reign your love, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, have your way, Lord. Let your anointing reign in this place, God. Let your anointing reign in this place, God. Meet people where they're at, God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Monica, can you pray for this, these two girls right here? Can you pray for both of them right here? Those two right here, can she pray for you guys? Right there, both two right there, right? God, have your way, Jesus. Have your way, God. I pray, Lord God, right now, Jesus, set freedom, Lord God. Set free, God. Liberate, God. The mind, Lord God, the heart, the soul into you, God. In the name of Jesus, God. Give her a hunger. Give her a thirst for your word, for righteousness, God. For you, God, in your name's sake, God. Holiness in the name of Jesus, God. Have your way, God. Have your way, Lord. Glory, God. Glory, Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, Lord. Have your way. Holy Spirit, have your way. God, have your way, God. Revival, God. Revival, Jesus. Revival, Jesus. Start with us, God. Revival, Jesus. Have your way, God. Glory, Lord. Glory, Jesus. Freedom, Jesus. Freedom, Lord. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Lead the way, Jesus. Lead the way, Lead the way, God. Lead the way, God. Yes, God. Break his heart for your holiness, God. Break his heart, Lord God, for your heart, God. In the name of Jesus, let there be true repentance, God. Let there be holiness in the name of Jesus, God. Break his heart for the things that your heart breaks for, God. Set him free in Jesus' name, God. Let him represent you, God, in the name of Jesus. Have your way, God, have your way, Lord. Hallelujah, God. 